listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Welcome to American RVer. This show starts in Texas, Dallas to be exact, and a look at the Texas State Fair. Next, Bev Larson tells us how to have a successful RV renovation. Finally, Peg interviews Sherry Rath, a single full-time RVer, on our Friends Across America segment. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show. Peg and I have had a lot of unique experiences as we have traveled this country over the past three years. We were fortunate this year to be in the Dallas area during the State Fair of Texas. We started out the day by taking the train or the DART, Dallas Area Rapid Transit, to the fairground entrance. Our first stop was the auto show where we checked out some pretty cool cars. Then it was about time for lunch, so on to the food. That's why everyone goes to the fair, isn't it? There were fried moon pies, fried lemonade, fried s'mores, fried beer, fried Frito pies, and Peg's favorite, the corn dog, which was also fried. While enjoying our corn dogs, we took in the Hot Diggity Dog Show featuring Lumax canine acrobats. These dogs knew how to have a good time. And what would a state fair be without farm equipment? Check out this huge combine made by John Deere. The Spirit of the Horse Show with equine expert Robert Miner was a crowd pleaser. His riders demonstrated ways of communicating with their horses like a horse whisperer. We got to see some real live cowgirls as well. Next up was a trip to the 4-H and FFA barns to see goats and a Texas Longhorn up close and personal. These future and current farmers took great pride in their animals and we enjoyed the atmosphere of the barns. The Midway and the huge Texas Star Ferris Wheel are big attractions to young and old alike. We stayed off the more intense rides, but Peg and her nephew James took a spin on that big Texas Star. New this year at the fairgrounds was the 8,000 square foot greenhouse and the Texas Garden Railway, a collection of large gauge model trains that chug past familiar Texas landmarks constructed from leaves, bark, sticks, and other natural materials. Also in the greenhouse was Farmer Mike, the pumpkin carver. We could have watched him for hours. His creations were interesting and unique. My favorite part of the fair was the Birds of the World show. They have been a favorite of the fair for 20 years, and now we know why. We saw the world's largest owl. The West African Crown Crane. Now, there's that crown of golden feathers you get their name for. Isn't that beautiful? The West African Crown Crane. That's another one of the brand new birds in our show. That's a great job, Kevin. You know your way home. See you later.
Goodbye. Yes, there's somebody at the door. And Clyde, the Merrill Blue Stork. Here he comes, right down the middle. There is a close look at that big, beautiful bird. Whoa, I told you. Sometimes it looks nice to you. All right, nice job, Clyde. Clyde, again, is a Merrill Blue Stork. Is that the prettiest bird you've ever seen? All in all, a spectacular day at the State Fair of Texas in Dallas. When we return, Bev Larson brings us tips on having a successful renovation. Charlotte, North Carolina is a special place. You have the Panthers, the beautiful Skyline, and of course, Lowe's Motor Speedway and NASCAR. But for our viewers, Charlotte is home to the best satellite sales and service company in the Southeast. Cordell Satellite Sales and Service specializes in installation and repair of TV and internet satellite dish systems. Cordell has been installing Motosat internet uplink systems for your favorite NASCAR drivers. The best news is that you too can get Motosat satellite internet. If you're tired of fighting with your air card or trying to find a Wi-Fi hotspot, give Cordell a call at 704-264-9486 or email them at mohotogo at cs.com. Their certified technicians do make house calls. Trust Cordell Sales and Service to install or repair your dish. We did. Remember, since 1995, it's Cordell Satellite Sales and Service. As they always say, once a customer, a friend for life. Call 704-264-9486 for your satellite TV and internet needs. This is Interior Renovation Tips for RVs, and I'm Bev Larson, and I have a company in Lakeland, Florida called Classic Coachworks. We redesign full interiors of RVs. Today, I would like to talk to you about how to achieve a successful interior renovation to your RV, whether you have an A-class, a C-class, a fifth wheel, and even a trailer. First of all, take a look at what you don't like about your coach. Are there things in the interior that are broken, faded, worn, dirty, they just don't function anymore, or something is not comfortable? And make a list. You want to make a, a wish list of what you want to do. Then go out and take a look at some of the newer coaches, your friends' coaches, and get, gather some ideas about what you would like to replace what you don't like about your coach. Then, with your wish list in hand, I would suggest that you go to a renovation company <clears throat> similar to ours and really work with people who have the expertise and the skill, who have already proven themselves to be able to do successful renovations. One of the things <clears throat> excuse me, I'd like to talk about with people is to really share what you think your budget might be. Now, you might not know what your budget is, and it might be more than what you think it should or could be. But this is where to start, because a good renovator will be able to tell you where you have to spend the money and where you can save the money to be able to get the best package that meets your wish list. So don't be afraid to talk about budget. Don't hold it back, because we can really help you get what you want if we know where we're going. Secondly, a renovation in an RV is basically kind of like a home renovation with some surprises. Now the surprises can be small or they can be big and to be successful with that renovation just understand that they will come about. 
and you'll probably get 95% of what you really want in any renovation. The other 5% is going to be that surprise, that unknown, something that we have to do or can't do that we don't know until we really get into the job. So be flexible, also really communicate well with the people that you'll be working with. Be clear about what you want and tell them in a timely fashion what you like or you don't like. So that's just a, really a couple of tips on how to achieve a successful renovation. Enjoy it, it's an adventure. I'm Bev Larson. Friends Across America is next with full-timer Sherry Rapp. Are you looking for some free camping, fun in the sun, and the opportunity to check out one of the fastest growing membership park systems in the U.S.? Western Horizons will give you a complimentary 25-night stay in any of their 18 RV resorts across the country. Just go to the American RVer homepage, click on the free Western Horizons camping link, and download and print the front and back of your free certificate. Read the back of the certificate for all the details. Check out Western Horizons plus camp for free. Go to www.americanrbeer.com for your free certificate. Thanks for staying with us on this edition of Friends Across America. We've run into Sherry Rath, and she is a single RVer. We want to talk a little bit about what it means to travel by yourself, hooking up with a group, what some of your options are, what some of your fears might be, and how you can overcome those fears. Thanks for joining me today, Sherry. Sure, Peggy. Glad okay, so you've been full-timing for how many years, Sherry? Almost eight. Eight years. And mm -hmm. of those eight years, have you been by yourself for eight years? Yes. That's pretty substantial. I mean, that's a substantial amount of time to travel by yourself. Tell me how you managed to make that happen and feel comfortable. Well, I just have never had a fear of doing it, and I just figure people take care of me, which they always have. I've been looked after very well from up above, mm -hmm. and if you listen to your gut, you don't get in trouble. Just be aware of what's going on. One time I did pull in a parking lot and parked, got up, something didn't feel right, so I just sat down, turned the key on, and left and went someplace else. Mm -hmm. Now you're a fan of boondocking. I love boondocking. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, we all know that boondocking means you're camping somewhere without hookups. Right. Okay, so how do you make that happen and how do you find your spots? Well, Walmart's a wonderful place to be. Okay, so when you're traveling? When I'm traveling overnight, it you don't need hookups or anything. You're just there, you need a place to stop. And mm -hmm. to make this easier, I put solar panels on so I have electricity and they just feed the batteries so I don't have to worry about that, watch TV. Did you add additional batteries to your coach? I finally did. I now have six AGM batteries mm -hmm. instead of the four original ones and mm -hmm. it gives you a little more reserve. Mm -hmm. Now that'll run your refrigerator and everything or is that no. a propane? The refrigerator is propane. And you and find that's better for boondocking? Yes, uh, you can always get another bottle and hook it up if you have to. Yeah, that's true, because a lot of uh, the new RVs are now coming with residential refrigerators, and it seems like that would make it a little more difficult. A friend did that one time and is running the generator all the time. Right, yeah. So 
that's not a good option if you're really going to go out and boondock and have the freedom to park where you want. Now, how do you find dump stations along the way? Because, you know, boondocking means you don't have any sewer that you're attaching your coach to. Right. And if you're overnighting in Walmart, you're not doing anything there with the wastewater. Uh, there is a website, Santa Dumps, mm -hmm. or I look up a Flying J, mm -hmm. and um, the Santa Dump station or website is wonderful. It tells you, you just kind of put in a location of, about where you are. Mm -hmm. The ones that ask for zip codes. Yeah, that's not going to help. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> Do you find that you travel mostly by yourself, or have you hooked up with some groups? Uh, the first three and a half years, I was just by myself. Really? Uh-huh. And then I got a little tired of ooing and I by myself, and thought, well, I'll look up a couple different groups, and I found one that suits me just great. It's called WIN, Wandering Individuals Network. W-I-N. W-I-N. And they like to boondock, they like to hike, bike, dance, kayak, and travel. There's always, in the summer, there's at least one group going someplace, and usually three or four. Do you usually stay within the U.S., or do you go outside the U.S. borders? Uh, occasionally they go into Canada and a little bit into Mexico. Mm-hmm. Next summer, a couple of us are going to go do the Maritimes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so that would be, be a lot great. of fun. Yes. Now tell me about, you were telling me earlier off camera about a trip that you took this past summer. This past summer, our group did the whole Lewis and Clark Trail for three and a half months. So you started? In St. Louis. In St. Louis. And ended up in Astoria, Oregon. And it took you three and a half months to go that far? <laughs> you know there's a lot to see on the way and a lot of history and you know, we didn't all do Lewis and Clark stuff we there's a factory or a good capital building to go to or uh, whatever did you have somebody plan that for you or how, how did all of that come together one gal decided that she wanted to do this uh-huh and in our newsletter asked for hosts and had a bunch of volunteers that did various segments of it. Ah, so the burden didn't fall on just one person. No. And they would find places where we could camp. Elks clubs, moose clubs, city parks. Um, state parks, state probably. Parks, yeah. national parks. Right. And um, where we could dump, get water, things to do there. It was just wonderful. How many were in the group that traveled that trail? Oh, sometimes we had 50 rigs. Oh, no kidding. Which wow. Which was very large. Yes. And a lot of the places we camped made exceptions so we could have two rigs in one place because they just didn't have enough spaces. Right, right. What a great time, though, to get to oh. uh, go up into Montana and see the falls and all of that, We're and then so, over to Astoria. Yep. And when it was kind of legally over, we went up to uh, Long Beach, Washington, and saw the Kite Festival. Oh, how fun is that? Right on yeah. the ocean there. So that was... So, yes, it was Lewis and Clark based, but other things could happen, too. 
Now, do you tend to follow the sun? Are you north in the sun, in the summertime and south in the wintertime? Is that generally how yes. you like to travel? Yes. Sunbird, not snowbird. I don't like uh -huh. snow. <laughs> uh -huh. So where do you head for sun in the, in the winter? In the winter, a lot of our group goes around Yuma. Mm -hmm. I find that a little dry, so I'm going down to South Texas, down the Rio Grande Valley to Alamo. Oh, and how and do you like it there? And have I, you been there a lot of years, or is this new? Two years, two mm -hmm. winters I went down there, mm -hmm. and they call us winter Texans and treat us very well. Oh, that's great. And I like to dance, so there's lots of dancing. Mm -hmm. Go three times a day if you want. Mm -hmm. Square dancing, ballroom, country western. And nice and sunny and warm. That's all what it's all about. Yes. But I think about you as a single woman driving a big RV. You have a what? A new 40 mar, foot. 40 foot. Mm -hmm. And I know from experience with Jim and I that things can happen in a motorhome. Things can fail. Things need to be repaired. How do you, how do you handle that? Are you the jack of all trades that you can fix most things? or I can fix some little things. Otherwise, uh, that's why you have a phone and a phone numbers you can call. Uh, and a service, and a, service. a roadside service or something like that. You bet. And yeah. um, so when I get done here, uh, the engine has a little problem, so I'm going a little bit farther and get that taken care of. Have you ever had a real scary situation that you had a hard time getting out of or you had to really overcome some fears to get out of it? or? Not really. Not too bad. The scariest thing is people pulling out in front of you and slowing down tremendously. Oh, and yeah. Not realizing <coughs> it Putting takes the you. brake on with two feet. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, otherwise, not really. But I just don't expect it to happen. And I guess I'm aware of my surroundings. Mm -hmm. But also, if something breaks down and we're with the group, the knowledge there to fix most anything. Oh, right. The cumulative knowledge. Yes. Right. They're great at that. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do, Sherry, is we'll put up some information about this wind group. And if anyone is out there who's single and wants to connect with a group, there are several out there. You can find them yes. through the Escapees Club, through FMCA. There's lots of organizations out there that do have a singles component. But we'll go ahead, since we talked about the wind group, we'll give you some information about that. Well, Sherry, thanks for joining us today on American RVer. Well, it's been my pleasure. And uh, I hope that you have many more years of RVing ahead of you. I plan on about 30 or 40 more. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, we've been three years, and I'm looking forward to being able to say 10 years, and we'll go from there. It's a great life. Yeah. And thank you for joining us on this edition of American RVer. satellite TV and internet needs, call Cordell Satellite Sales and Service at 704-264-9486.